Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm incredibly excited for today's episode because we are recapping my triathlon experience at the London Triathlon this past weekend. So just sit back and relax, and we'll just jump right into the episode. Right before we get started with the episode, I do have to apologize that there is some construction happening outside my flat and there's really just nothing that I can do about it and I kind of need to do this recording now and I really also just really wanted to sit down and record this because it's literally the day after the triathlon so I feel like I have everything fresh in my mind. So I'm going to do my best to try and edit out all of the construction sounds in the background if any but fingers crossed it just does not make its way into this episode. But yeah, like I said, we're going to be recapping my entire triathlon on experience from beginning to end, including the fact that I had actually started my period the day before, but still proceeded on to take on my very first triathlon. But before we get into that, let's of course start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, so let's kick it off with my high for the week. So obvious, obviously it's going to be the triathlon and I will go into detail more in this episode, but I think it was just, again, such an indicator of how strong our bodies are. And especially just, I mean, it's in the title of the episode, even on being on my period. And ironically, in my last episode, I had mentioned that I was hoping that I wasn't going to get on my period because I had such a stressful month at work last month that I just did not get a period. And that happens for me sometimes that I was hoping that it wouldn't come like, you know, that first weekend of August. But that's exactly what happened. And like I said, I will go into detail in the episode. But I think it was just such an indicator this weekend of not only how strong my body is, but also how strong the female body is, no matter how much it goes through and just how capable it is of smashing through goals and bucket list things that, you know, you dream of doing. And so it was a really cool moment and Gabriel captured it so well in video. He managed to see me during the swim cycle and run and the video that he put together just makes me emotional and it's just so cool to be able to watch back on that. And so if you haven't watched that yet, you can go and follow me on social media and find it. So my little for the week is that I feel like I always complain about work, but it kind of feels like I jumped from like one massive project to another. And I think that I'm learning more and more that when I have something that's really high stress going on at work, it kind of makes it really hard to then bring like the right energy to resiliency and running, which is like, I think sad sometimes just because I feel like obviously like resiliency and running is my passion project and I love doing it. And I think it's just sad that sometimes like at the end of the day, after I finish like the nine to fives that I'm just like depleted of energy and I just feel like I don't have any. But I think at the same time, I've just been dealing with a lot of stress sort of in general, not just work related. At the moment, I am also unfortunately about to be moving again for the third time this year and it was quite in it was it was a pretty unfortunate situation to begin with and I think that sometimes things just don't work out and in my case I just moved in very quickly to a flat chair with you know as many people do in London and unfortunately it just hasn't worked out for me which is fine and luckily I have an option that I'm going to be moving to at the end of the month 
And so third time lucky. I'm hoping that um, obviously this has definitely just been a year of a lot of change and a lot of new. And I'm really kind of trying to remind myself to embrace it a lot more. And I kind of had a moment this morning where I was reminding myself that like, you know, at the beginning of this year, my life looked completely different in like all aspects of life. And even though I say that like, you know, the stuff that I'm doing in my nine to five is really stressful, it's also like exciting in a way that like I'm transitioning into a new role and just learning new things along the way, lots of new things. And so I'm kind of reminding myself to like also see the positives in what can be kind of seen as negative like when a lot of people look at change they look at it quite negatively and I feel like I, I really want to teach myself and just learn to embrace change a lot more and so I'm doing that little by little but I'm also allowing myself to have days where I just like either need to decompress or just let myself feel the feelings and sometimes I just need to be very emotional and I am I know myself and I know that I'm a very emotional insensitive person sometimes and so I think that as I I've kind of grown up and gotten to know myself more and more. I've just learned that sometimes you seem to give that to yourself. But without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode before I waffle on too much. Right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market. So Challenge London, the London Triathlon 2023. Words that I never thought that I would say this year was that I am officially a triathlete and that I've completed a triathlon. And not just that, the Olympic triathlon, so the standard triathlon distance, which makes up is made up of a 1500 meter swim, a 40 kilometer bike and a 10k run. This was definitely something that I went into feeling, I went into this weekend feeling fairly confident, if I'm honest, just because I'm someone who I think I can say maintains a pretty good level of fitness year round. And so I didn't feel like I really had to push myself too much with the training, especially as I wasn't going for time. I had friends there that were kind of, and obviously you saw lots of people there that are, that are like born and bred triathletes and have been doing this a long time. Um, and so obviously they were taking me a little, a lot more seriously. And I was just kind of there to have that first experience and, you know, go through all the motions and see what it truly is like. Um, and if we just backtrack before we even get into the event itself to Saturday morning, I unfortunately started to see spotting. So I, and obviously this episode, I'm, I am going to talk about periods. So if that puts you off, then definitely just click on to a different episode. But like, I really want to be very transparent and honest about this because I feel like as a female athlete, I think it's so important to speak on topics like being on your period while you're running. And I've done loads of videos on that because I've never seen like I've never seen like anyone on my For You page, for example, on TikTok talking about 
running on your period. And I think it's a different experience for everyone, obviously. So I'm not trying to like create these videos to be like, this is how you run on your period. But I'm just more sharing like this. These are the true feelings. And like, you know, on this run, I felt really crampy. This run was a bit better. And just the reality of like someone who runs and trains. And just because I get a period doesn't mean that I halt my training and put it to a stop. And so when I saw the spotting Saturday morning this weekend, this past weekend, it was, I was, like, it was like a, really? (laughs) And it was kind of the thing that I was fearing most, obviously, with the swim. I think it's different if this were any other race, like, you know, 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon. Like, I have the experience of running those races, and I know what works for my body in terms of, like, how I run on a period and so like I know how to prepare for that but with both my period and the fact that I've never done a triathlon before my anxiety and nerves were off the scale on Saturday and I and obviously too just like having my period start I was also just like very crampy and a bit emotional not gonna lie and it was just feeling like I don't know. I kind of felt like there was a lot riding on it because obviously Bella Forte and Decathlon have been very kind and partnering with me for the triathlon. So like none of this would have happened without them. They helped get me kitted up. Like all of the kit that I wore for the triathlon came from Decathlon and then all my fuel, both for the training and for the day of came from Bella Forte. So like it, I did feel like that pressure of like, you know, I did say to these brands like I'm gonna do this race and then here I am the day before feeling really crampy and just not great and not prepared to do a triathlon and I think looking back on it now having done one sitting here now like now that I know the experience like I feel like I know and I've learned obviously a little bit more about like how I would have done it differently but obviously like it being my first time going into it like I just had no idea what to expect and with like take out the period like The swim portion was the thing that I was most nervous about just because even though I had done two open water swims beforehand, I just still didn't feel super confident. Like I'm a confident pool swimmer. I am not a confident open water swimmer. And I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that if they've done a triathlon before. And maybe they have different other portions of the triathlon that they don't like. But for me, the swim was already something that I was nervous about. And now obviously with the period, I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And so... I don't know I kind of I let myself mope around and be sad on Saturday just like kind of letting my feelings come out and feeling my feelings and Gabriel was there for me which was really nice and you know he's very supportive and it was just very nice to have him there and for him to help me sort of like talk through like okay what are my options like how am I going to do this like how can I do this in a way that like works best for me and I think just reminding myself that like I'm just going out there to experience this. I'm not going out there for time. There's absolutely no time pressure. I'm just going out there to have fun or the most fun that I could possibly have and just see how things go. And so I woke up Sunday morning still feeling pretty crampy. And like the rest of Saturday, it was like any other period. Any any other woman, any other girl that knows how a period starts is just like you're crampy. You feel like you're a bottomless pit. And so we went out for pizza in the evening and I feel like I scarfed down a pizza faster than I've ever, I ever have before. And I just felt like a bottomless pit, but obviously all well and good because we had a fuel for a triathlon. And so I wake up Sunday morning, have my morning breakfast, and I'm kind of like sitting on the couch a bit for 
a little bit just like trying to get the motivation to go and being like okay and I kind of left it to the last minute where it was like okay I, I do need to get ready now or else we will be late and so I got ready and I just like was I did not know how to like really like what should I what to wear not like I mean not talking about like the tri suit or the wetsuit like obviously I know what to wear gear wise but it's just like how do I manage down there you know and I know I knew that there were transitions in between the cycle swim and run but I was just like realistically like what can I do what is going to work best for me and initially I was told just like not to wear undergarments in terms of like not to wear underwear like throughout the entire thing but then obviously with the period starting I was like that's not a reality and so I wore like underwear there and like again this is I'm I know that this is TMI I'm just being honest here and sharing this is how bad it was like before the triathlon so we go to the triathlon we bring my bike I check in I pick up my bib I pick up everything that I needed in terms of like my tracking like anklet that went around my ankle and like the stickers that went on my helmet and my bike and I go to the bathroom and I had completely bled through not only my pad and tampon but my underwear that I was wearing as well and if you follow me on social media you would have seen a text screenshot that I shared on my personal Instagram of just like I was texting Gabriel basically like freaking out like the triathlon's not even started and I've already bled through like everything like what do I do and luckily it was actually Gabriel's idea to bring a spare pair of underwear thank god and we were kind of like texting back and forth as to like what what are my options do I change now do I change after the swim and so we decided on just like change what you can now but save like the fresh underwear for after the swim because obviously like I want to come out and like at least be able to do the cycle and the run you know with some fresh underwear and so you know I'm just keeping it real here like I literally just changed the pad and changed my tampon and kept the underwear and like I put I was wearing my tri suit and then I put my wetsuit on top of the tri suit so there were like a lot of layers going into this and I know that like swimming with a pad is probably the most weirdest thing and like no one does it. And I feel like I hear more people advising against it. But for me, I was just like, look, your girl is having a heavy first full day of her period and I need all the help I can get. And I've got like nothing else here to help me. So like this is what I'm doing. And so that is exactly how I went into the swim and like getting ready for it like was pretty rushed because I came out of the bathroom and I had taken so long to make this decision that like people were already getting into the star corral to go down into the water and so I was like freaking out I, like Gabriel helped me put on my wetsuit because if you've ever tried to put on a wetsuit it's literally so hard you have to like pry it onto yourself and like literally be like pulling and yanking so anyways we get this pride on and then I'm like throwing on my cap and my goggles I'm like sprinting to my area in the transition area to put my bag down and put it near my bike and I knew kind of and tried to remember like where my stuff was like in this area because I obviously needed to know where to come back after the swim and the cycle and so I get into the corral and I have a Bella Forte gel just before because fun fact I actually did not have a coffee during breakfast which is like very new for me and it was mostly because I was staying at Gabriel's and Gabriel doesn't drink coffee and so which is totally fine and it was too early for us when we were leaving to try and find a coffee shop and so I actually just had one of the Bella Forte like coffee flavored gels because it had about 75 milligrams of caffeine and 
I, I wanted to do that instead of an, an energy drink just because I knew as well like all of the gels that I had brought had a fair amount of, ca of caffeine in them so I knew that I'd be covered for the day and so I had one of those before I got in the water and then we kind of like waited in our waves to go out into the water but like they literally just like let you go out into the water like wave by wave and it was funny actually because they had a bucket with goggles in it and you were able to kind of they had a bucket of water from the water and it was about 18 degrees celsius but you can kind of dunk your goggles in it if you wanted to have your goggles like climatized to the water but also like kind of feel like what the water felt like before you got in apparently someone dunked their foot in and so the announcer for like every other wave after was like please don't dunk your feet in like people are dunking their goggles in this that then go on their faces and so I did do that and I went into the water and it didn't feel it, obviously it was a little bit cold at first but the day itself was glorious and I that was another thing that made me super nervous was Saturday was so rainy and so cold and Sunday was saying no rain but I was it was one of those days where it was like how is it just going to suddenly become like blue skies and be such a nice day but that that ladies and gentlemen is just the UK and so I get into the water and I think I wasn't really sure at first like if we started from like the point of when we got into the water or if we were meant to like swim up to like a certain start line or something and so I'm like swimming kind of slowly at first and I look around me and I'm like kind of trying to figure out what people are doing but like no one was necessarily like stopping or anywhere so I just kept swimming and before you knew it, I was like okay I think we're actually just like we started back there and now we're just going and I think something for me with open water swimming like I've mentioned in previous episodes is like one you cannot see below you and it is the weirdest thing and it's like kind of like jolting in a way of like I don't know where I am. I don't know what direction I'm going. And I think that what I liked about swimming in Canary Wharf is that it was clear and it was so weirdly clear and nice, but it was just like you could see all around you. You could see people swimming in front of you and having so many people swimming all at one time in this open water was a bit like crazy and not gonna lie a little bit traumatic because it was just like there would be people in front of you and I would like you know hit their feet or someone behind me would hit my feet and it was kind of just like a bit hectic where it was just like yes people would hit you and then you'd look up at each other and be like oh sorry and then you but you would just like put your head back down and try and keep going and like I don't think no one really could control the directions that they were going but we were all just trying to kind of go a certain way there were people in canoes and kayaks that were like trying to like tell people like okay you're like kind of swimming away from you're meant to swim like try and swim this way and I don't know what it was but I just kind of put my head down and I was just like okay we're just gonna we're gonna push through this and I just went for it and I was really proud of myself because I really found that like the first time that I ever did open water swimming I was like this is gonna be so hard like who the heck does this and I was so nervous about it but in the end I was really I really surprised myself with how fast I swam my final time for the for the 1500 meter swim was 33 minutes and 50 seconds which I was very proud of which is to me just like pretty close to actually how quickly I might swim on like a given day in the pool 1500 meters if not faster and so I was really proud of myself for kind of zipping through that and getting through what was to me the most nerve-wracking part and then you get back to where you started and then you come out of the water and they give you these plastic bags to sort of immediately take off your wetsuit and cap and goggles to put that in and then once you put everything into this bag you then you know, ran back into the transition area and it was a pretty long jog to kind of jog in and around everything. And then you go back into where like all your things are and your belongings. And so I was like number 16 and there were 
probably like 30 or something rows of people's stuff. And so I get back there and I have this moment of just like, okay, what do I do? And you can clearly see it too in my transition time because I was in transition between the swim and the bike for 14 minutes and 35 seconds, which like this is probably the area that like had I been any, had I been faster, I would have gotten like probably a sub three time, which is pretty crazy to me. But I at first was thinking, okay, should I go to the bathroom and just do like a full change? But then I looked around me and Again, remember that this is like my first time ever being in like a triathlon and like seeing what a transition is like. But everyone around me was just like, they did not give a crap. Like people were just like full on changing. And I was just like, but no one really cared. They like people were not looking around. They were just like focused on their own thing. And so like I had a moment of like, okay, yes, you could like take your stuff, run to the bathroom, come back. But like that'll take you even longer just do it here. Like everyone else is changing, just do it here. And like, this is honestly like, I am someone who is like usually so like weird about this stuff, like that I'm like, I would choose the bathroom on any other given day. But on this day, I was just like, I'm going to change right here. And I just wrapped my towel around me. I took my tri suit off and quickly changed underwear and like put the new pad on and everything. And tried to kind of like obviously like hide it away and like squat. But like I think even the notion of like doing so, like the thought kept coming back into my mind of like, why am I trying to hide this? Because like this is such a normal thing that happens to women. And I hate that there's such a like just I don't know it. I don't know if like other women feel this way, but I feel like there's I just feel like there is this weird and I can't remember the word for it, but I just have always felt like I needed to hide my period things. So like pads, tampons, whenever I'm even like walking from like, I don't know, the office to the bathroom when I'm at work. And it just feels like this thing of like, oh, don't don't let anyone know that you're on your period. But in reality, like, you know, if you guys have been listening to me, you know, for now, what's now been three years, it's crazy to think about like how you know for someone like me who went through her eating disorder lost her period for two years and like got it back and every time that I do get my period like it's an awesome reminder of how my body is functioning normally and I am fueling myself properly and I am you know like everything in my like reproductive system is like actually functioning and for a while it it wouldn't and so I think I just kind of like I did have a moment of like let me try and hide it away but then I was kind of like well why am I doing that so I just I honestly was just like I don't care like I'm just gonna do it and like if people have a problem people have a problem but like this is what it's like to be a female and this is what it's like being a female on her period during her first triathlon so like I do not care in this moment and so I did this change it did take me 14 minutes but we finally got on the bike we got out the door and before I even left gosh, I was starving. I blew through a packet of the Velaforte chews and I was just like so hungry that I was like, I need to eat something before I get on this bike. Then I got on the bike, I ran out and I got to the start point. And then I had electrolytes in my bottle on my bike. And so I was drinking a lot of those. And um, those were the Velaforte electrolytes as well. They're really lovely tasting. It's like not as potent as a lot of other electrolytes. And it's quite like a sweet, smooth tasting electrolyte drink. And so it was really nice to drink throughout. I had another gel while I was on the cycle and another packet of chews like this cycle was also just like the best thing ever they basically shut all the roads from the royal docks to Westminster and it was so cool being able to cycle along the roads and just 
like the cycle itself was probably hands down my favorite part. Not gonna lie, pretty scary at some points because not only did the roads narrow, there were just a lot of people that very clearly had done this before and had like these like four or five thousand pound bikes and just like the most expensive looking gear that were looking like they were trying to obviously like get a PR and like at the same time Challenge London is advertised as a very beginner friendly triathlon and so Obviously, you also had people like me, but then you also had people who were like going even slower and like taking their time. And it was just nuts to me that people were like being so aggressive sometimes on the bikes, like, you know, trying to get past people, which I understand. But at the same time, I was like, I thought this was meant to be enjoyable and like, you know, just a good time. But people were out here like trying to like absolutely go as fast as they could. And obviously this led to things like injuries. Uh, We saw a couple of ambulances go through the cycle route that had to get to people, which is really unfortunate and pretty scary to see at some points. And so it it was just a reminder to me, like, you know, again, like I'm not doing this for time. Like I'm just going to like slow down when I need to because it's better to avoid injury at all costs and just really enjoy the route. And again, it was a lovely route. I really, really enjoyed it. And the miles just flew by. And it was just so fun because like obviously on a bike, you are kind of more able to eat more things. Whereas like with running, you have to really think about what will sit best on your stomach and like, you know, when you should take it and like when your stomach feels best or like ready to like have more fuel. Whereas like on a bike, I was just like chowing down and I was just like, I am so hungry and I'm probably not going to eat that much during the run. And so I'm just going to eat everything now. And yeah, I was just like having a good time and it was just really lovely. Then we got back and I put my bike down and got ready for the run at this. So the bike itself for me took me an hour, 24 minutes and 43 seconds which was something that I'm pretty proud of for a 40k that's around like 20 22 miles I think is what my watch said and then my transition time from the cycle to the run took four minutes and two seconds so obviously very different to the previous 14 minute transition and so I got into the run and I didn't go out like super fast at first because like everyone told me be careful of your legs because They'll be pretty like wobbly after having just cycled 40k and they definitely were and so I just kind of like was taking it slow at first then I just got into the run and really was not looking at my watch and like in my head I was fully like you know I was prepared to be like these are going to be nine ten minute miles which for me just like for context that is my easy run pace and so I was like fully prepared to be like I'm taking this easy I'm not trying to like push myself at all and at first I looked at my watch right when I started and it was like that nine ten minute pace and I was like right that's what I thought then I kind of got past the first mile and I looked at my watch and I was like that's my Boston qualifying marathon pace that I'm practicing and I was like but it doesn't feel like it like it doesn't feel like a hard pace that I'm pushing myself on and then all throughout I kind of just was able to maintain that pace which I found pretty surprising I think another thing that I really noticed in the run portion is obviously like this is the last part and like people are really struggling and it was very clearly evident and so I think having like being someone who runs a lot more than I do triathlons I think that this was definitely where everything really paid off and I had an average pace of 7 minutes 47 seconds per mile which is pretty crazy for me because that is my Boston qualifying marathon pace if not faster and so I finished the 10k in 50 minutes and 44 seconds which I was very proud of bringing me to a time of 3 hours 7 minutes and 53 seconds altogether. I was so proud of this and I think I was just more proud than anything to finish and 
It was a pretty cool finish as well because you kind of came back inside and then they had this really cool finish line that with like all these like flashing lights and cameras and it was like very, very cool. And yeah, I didn't really like eat as much as I thought I would on the run. Like I thought I might have a gels because I had two gels on my I had two gels that I was carrying with me during the run on my belt that was also holding my bib, but I just didn't really end up feeling like I needed it. And I just felt myself burping a lot because I felt like I had eaten like a lot of other things during the triathlon already. There was a Red Bull stand and I did take like a couple sips of a Red Bull. And then I was like, mm, I'm okay. I don't really feel like that really helps me that much. And then I took a couple of sips of like water at some of the aid stations, but that was pretty much all that I had during the run. And altogether, like... I was very surprised with how decently well that went despite the circumstances like I feel like that could have gone a lot worse and I think something that always surprises me during my time of the month especially when I do still work out is how much working out helps with my cramps and how they really honestly like go away for me most of the time I don't want to say all the time because I've definitely done like I've shared on some of those like period running videos where I do get cramps like mid run and it's just like not a nice feeling but I think I was just very proud of myself for completing that and doing that you know and completing my first triathlon doing it with a period and just like showing myself how capable and how strong my body is and it was just such a fun day it was such a great experience and again like Gabriel was incredible he saw me for the swim cycle and run which is pretty crazy because it was a pretty crowded day and there was a lot of people out and I always always so appreciate the way that he comes and supports me but also just like is able to capture these race experiences so well because I now feel like you know we have this really great video that we can always look back on and that will always make me so emotional and so it was just a really great experience would I do it again maybe yes but like I think my Iron Man dreams might be put on the back burner for the time being because I'm not sure that I because I was just thinking about that after the triathlon and I was like I don't know if I could do that for like you know the distances of an Ironman and so that might be like a very far off in the future dream if I ever do go for it one day but I would definitely do another triathlon but I would just hope that my body just wasn't on its period next time but it was definitely a fun experience and one that I definitely recommend it's just fun and I think that was kind of like the theme to me. It was just like I was out there to have fun, which is something that I always want to remind myself with not only trying new things, but just like sports in general and being an athlete. Like not everything has to be serious. Not everything has to be about time. And this is also why like I want to try things like ultra running and just like things where I'm not putting the pressure on myself of time, but I'm just allowing myself to go out, have fun and just enjoy it and enjoy my body and all that it is capable of because I know that at some point in my life I'm not going to be able to just like sign up for a random triathlon in a month's time and like hope that I can complete it and so I really want to continue to try new things while I'm young and I think that this weekend was just a reminder as well that you're never like it's never too late to try something new and that you absolutely should because you never know like how the experience will go you never know how much you'll enjoy it and I think it's just always a nice feeling where you can kind of like almost prove to yourself how capable you are of trying new things even as an adult which to me is just like such a childlike thing and reminds me of being a kid and so this weekend was just like that and more and so that's the episode for today I hope that you enjoyed it I will definitely be creating some recap episode videos on social media just to talk more about these bits but I wanted to create sort of a longer format episode 
really going into detail about like what the triathlon was that I didn't really share on my recap video yesterday. But I hope that you enjoyed the episode. And I want to just put in here at the end of the episode that this past weekend on Saturday was also three years of the podcast, which is crazy to me. And it was actually something that I had completely forgotten about. But Gabriel was so kind and remembered and he got me a great big three balloon. And so I will definitely be doing more. I'm hoping to do an episode just sharing a bit more about like what it means to hit three years of the podcast and just how much it means to me because I, it really makes me reflect on like, you know, that girl that created that first episode three years ago is so crazy to think of like how far I've come and how different, you know, I was since then and how much I've grown. And so thank you for sticking with me. If you have been listening since the beginning, this podcast means the world to me. And it is just such a lovely way for me to just be creative and connect with so many of you around the world. And so I, I and I think that it's just been such a great way of being able to do that, not only, you know, through this podcast, but also in person with the RIR Run Clubs. And if you don't know about our RIR, if you don't know about the RIR Run Clubs, it we also hit one year of doing those run clubs around London. So at the moment, they are just in different parks around London. So location wise, it is just London, unfortunately. But to celebrate one year. I'm really excited because Essex is letting us use their store on Oxford Street as sort of a meeting spot. And we're going to be doing this on the 19th of August. And there are details on our Strava Club. So you can go and check that out. There is a link in the show notes of the episode. But I've got a lot of cool brands that are going to be participating to help give goodies and, you know, just be able to give back to you guys and say thank you for coming to these and hanging out with me once a month to go for a little chatty social 5k. We go at a pretty slow like chatty pace because we're not really going for like a fast pace. So I know that some people get a bit worried and concerned about, you know, am I fast enough? Am I going to be able to keep up with everyone? We don't leave anyone behind. The entire purpose of that run club is just to be able to meet you and ma make new friends and just hang out and go out for a Saturday or Sunday morning run. And so I hope to see you if you live in London or in the UK area. If you want to come to London, Essex, Oxford Street on the 19th of August. Details are in the show notes of the episode. But thank you again for listening to the episode and for listening to the podcast for the past three years. And I will see you in the next one. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, any links or resources mentioned in the episodes will be linked in the show notes of the episode. So go and check those out. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.